I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. This is episode two of season three, and we have a very exciting episode for you today. It's about the comedy web show, The Annoying Orange, which I really like, and why I find it really funny and amusing. And it's been around for a decade already. Without fail, every time I see you, Ezra, I think... You bring up Annoying Orange. You just love it that much. Because I find it funny and amusing. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we're going to talk about that, about the history of the show and why Annoying Orange is so annoying. So, <laughs> but before we do that, we want to introduce a new segment that we're calling Famous Voices. You're going to need a bigger boat. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. There's no place like home. Sawyer, you're going out a youngster, but you've got to come back a star. So on this segment, what I do is I play for you, Ezra, a clip from a movie, and you tell me who is the famous voice actor from yeah. that from that clip. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead and play it right now. Oh, is that right? Then why don't we just have a little race, me and you? Yeah, this person was Paul Newman, who was a legendary award-winning actor, and he voiced Doc Hudson, the town doctor and judge in retired race car from Cars, who was who was Lightning McQueen's mentor, I remember. Fun fact, Cars was the final non-documentary film that Paul Newman was in. That's right. And so Paul Newman is a famous actor. He's well known from movies like Cool Hand Luke, The Hustler, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He's famous for his live action roles but did he do any other but i'm saying he also was famous for newman's own and he also did stuff relating to race cars it did reveal in the second and third film that the doc hudson character had sadly passed away but they did show some archive some footage of doc hudson with archived recordings of paul newman in the third film actually i remember from your dad's book following ezra that there there's an interesting part in that book where you actually, so you went up to uh, your dad and and I, he was uh, hanging out with some other adults and you said Paul Newman had passed away and they talked about all his live action roles that they remembered him from decades ago and you talked about how you knew him from Cars. And at the time I already knew Pixar was already doing, working on the idea for a sequel and I was wondering how are they going to continue the Doc Hudson character Fillmore character? But eventually I did find out a few years later, they retired the Doc Hudson character revealing he passed away sadly, but he was remembered. But they did, however, continue the Fillmore character with a new voice actor. That's kind of always been an interesting hurdle for studios when they, if they're doing franchises and a famous actor passes away before a new. So probably the most recent example of that is uh, Rise of Skywalker where Princess Leia... Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Or in Toy Story 4, posthumously had Don Rickles. These studios have to sort of grapple with that issue. How do you handle that character? In some cases, in off-screen, they passed away, or something, or they're just somewhere else. Or, like in Cars, for Cars 3, they use archival footage, or I guess archival audio, to bring that character back for that role. Like as flashbacks of Doc Hudson. Mm -hmm. That is such an interesting thing we've been talking about. (laughs) So yeah, so that's Famous Voices. And now it's time for our feature presentation. Let's just start off. Ezra, you love this show so much. 
because it's really, really funny and amusing. Yes. And like I said before, you you talk about it constantly. So so let's start off by talking. What is the premise of Annoying Orange? It is about an orange who's annoying and he lives in a in a in a kitchen in a household and he says puns, although he's annoying, but he doesn't seem to realize he's annoying. He also has friends, a pair who is more less childish than Orange and then Little Apple, who's easily made fun of because he's short. And then Marshmallow, who likes unicorns and rainbows and puppies and kittens. Right. And I think that's actually a good point to to note that for annoying Orange, it's not like it's a malicious thing where he's trying to be annoying on purpose. It's just it's just his his character and he can't help it. I know. Yeah. And then there's Grapefruit, who's who's a short tempered grapefruit, who is Orange's former arch enemy. And then there was Grandpa Lemon and Passion Fruit, Orange's love interest. Who came up with this idea of a How did he a get YouTuber started? A YouTuber and who's known as who's named Dane Boding, Bodingheimer, better known by his internet name, Danebo. It's interesting because we're getting into this sort of generation now of basically YouTube productions are, are now becoming sort of mainstream and Annoying Orange is one of those cases one of the earliest ones right it started out it was kind of just a throwaway video that he did one time but it went viral and after that he decided to uh create more and so now that start i think the first one came out october 9th of 2009 more than 10 years ago now it's still he's still making annoying orange videos today i know and he started out doing early youtube videos with with talking inanimate foods or objects so it was born out of that he doing smaller things then yeah and that's the thing with him and so actually reading about his history it actually reminded me a lot about the background behind veggie tales because Mm. it's it's similar in there there's this guy who went to school only unlike veggie tales it's not faith-based and it doesn't really teach any lessons or values it's more of a silly show and it's also made for older audiences because of the off-color humor not like veggie tales targeted for younger kids right that's that's what i was saying it's like it's almost like a pg-13 version of veggie tales i also know that he also did little greeting animated greeting cards before doing annoying orange for the e-card website and service jib jab is Jib Jab still around? Do you know? Yeah, it still exists. That's amazing. Because I remember, you know, when I was in high school, like when I first discovered that site, and there's something interesting about Annoying Orange. So it's kind of like, I want to say it's it's like a melding of live action and animation. If you haven't seen Annoying Orange, can you describe, Ezra, what does it look like? It has a human face on, an, on a food or, or inanimate object. It looks kind of creepy, right? Because it's just the the eyes and the mouth superimposed on fruits. Yeah, but it isn't real, though. It's made on computers. I know that um, Dane, he voices a lot of the characters. Orange, pear, little apple, and marshmallow. Which, again, is is like VeggieTales, right? Where the creators voice a lot of the characters in that show. Like Bob the Tomato voice, Phil Vischer voiced multiple characters, and Mike Naraki voiced multiple characters. So let's get into it. So why do you find the show so amusing? And actually, I'm just going to play a clip here so you get a sense of the humor of of this show. Bart! Bart, 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 Bart! Ah! Whoa! Hey! Hey, pineapple, hey! I'm not a pineapple. I don't even look like a pineapple. You look like a pineapple who stuck his tongue in a light socket. <laughs> I'm a durian. 
you can just call me Spike. Durham? Durian. Dorian? Durian. DeLorean? Yay! Let's go back to the future! <laughs> Durian! I'm an exotic, flavorful fruit! I'm not a time-traveling car! Okay, okay. Point taken! <laughs> you think your words are gonna hurt me? So, Ezra, why... Do you like this show so much? What what is it? What about it is so amusing to you? The way the orange talks and the way he like does puns and does things that are annoying, even though he doesn't realize it. Like when he gets like confused when he annoys a character. <laughs> Remember when he calls a character something that they're not? Yeah, he definitely loves puns. Puns are a huge part of the humor of this show. I know that show. I know. There's funny early episodes where Orange annoyed a pumpkin and, and a pineapple and a football and some cheese. The thing to know about about the YouTube series, at least, and and there's a Cartoon Network series, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. It was a spinoff. Yeah, we'll go back to that later. So the thing about the Annoying Orange is that, in a way, it's almost like a horror show because it's showing these anth anthropomorphic Fruits and veggies getting chopped by knife, like when Orange tries to warn him and says, like, for instance, apple, knife, or tomato, blender. Most of the episodes end, there, there's the annoying Orange, and then he's talking to some other food product. And at the end of the episode, it usually involves that food product. It's untimely death. Yes. Like either being chopped up by a knife Anything. or blender, or and there's one with a, with a durian. I don't know. Do you remember? Durian, but the axe... Did, the knife didn't work so well. Yeah, so like, because the durian's a tough fruit, so it goes through a series. There's a there's a knife, there's a crowbar. I think there's something else, and then then he gets hit with oh yeah with the axe, and then a pickaxe is what finally breaks the durian, and it's it's horrifying to watch. It's and it kind of what it reminds me of is like Sausage Party, where it's like mm. imagine what it, would it be like if food was alive and sentient and just the hor the horror that cooking would be. <laughs> I know, but only this is a bit more appropriate for, for younger people than Sausage Party. At least this show isn't R rated. That's true. Sausage Party is meant for adults, but it's that it's the same kind of vein of like what would it be like for food to be alive in a world where they're cooked? <laughs> I know it's a funny show. Like Orange, I know, like the episodes when he did crossovers and parodies of different things. He parodied like one episode had Lady Pasta parodying Lady Gaga and parodying the song Bad Romance. Uh -huh. And he will mock you parodying He Will Rock You. And some had parodies of movies or shows like Godzilla, Sign Food, <laughs> or Christmas parodies like Frosty the Snow Cone. And other animation parodies like Sponge Cake Squarepants or when Orange goes into worlds of video games like he did for Angry Birds, Plants vs. Zombies, Flappy Bird, Pac-Man, as well as Mario and Baldi's Basics. And I remember that. And so the thing about Annoying Orange is that uh, reading the critics reviews of this show and it's it's very interesting because critics in general don't like it. So because <laughs> they that despite the show's popularity, the response was unfavorable. I, I just want to read some quotes that I, I think are funny. 
So one critic, Ned Hepburn, called the show pure, pure, unfunny, mm-hmm. highly concentrated in droplet form, just purely nonsensical riffing from an annoying orange. The annoying orange series is one of the few that I had a physically bad reaction to. It was horrible. <laughs> but the thing about the show on YouTube, it has 10 million subscribers. I mean, that's a lot. So clearly it's hit a niche where people love it even though it is nonsensical even though it is just strange and weird and really out there but for some reason it's really resonated with a lot of people so i see ezra that that you have you're holding something can you tell our listeners what you're holding? annoying orange has made a lot of toys and merch as well like t-shirts and even some comics and some other things like that i remember and this is my toy of the annoying orange that talks and has a button to press on it can you this toy of the of the title character from that show makes me laugh. Hopefully the the mics picked that up, but he has a very distinctive voice, and and it certainly leans hard into the annoying of the annoying orange, and he certainly loves. Like we said before, he loves his bad puns. Yeah, some people like them and some find them annoying. <laughs> Can you give some examples of, of bad puns that you like remember? Like he's did, like in the cheesy episode, he did a lot of puns and he said, no, when they're annoyed at cheese and saying, like, who cut the cheese? Two's company, cheese a crowd. I don't feel very Gouda. Don't get angry. You're turning into a monster. <laughs> So it's nonstop of that. So it's really one of those shows, either you love it or you hate it. I don't think there's really a middle ground for that no. kind of show, right? I like his cackle. Oh, yeah? Can can you do an impression of it? Like, earlier ones went, <laughs> but later ones it was, because <laughs> his voice changed in later episodes. Yeah, was it voiced by a different person? or it was vo- Dane's voice was different earlier. Gotcha. It's still a very popular YouTube series. But it also had a pretty brief run as a show on Cartoon Network. For just a few years, I remember, from 2012 until 2013, called The High Fructose Adventures of the Annoying Orange. Mm -hmm. Tobuscus, Toby Turner, who's voiced several characters on the show, I remember, starred as the main human character. Right, so this is the first episode, because usually the YouTube series, at least, is like low production affair. It's just cut back and forth between two fruits that that have the faces imposed on them but this show there's there there's a lot more production value so all these characters live in a store in a supermarket called dane co's yeah dane dane bows and nerville <laughs> is the the owner of the supermarket i believe mm. and he is the only human that interacts with the fruits, uh, with the other fruits and vegetables. But people dismiss him as crazy because it literally looks like he's just talking to fruit and veggies. So tell us a little bit more about how how does the show differ, or the Cartoon Network show? It was animated in a bit more advanced way. The characters looked a bit more animated. Mm -hmm. That show, I remember, had also an apple in that show who was a recurring character. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was the other main characters in it as well. And one episode had Marshmelia, which was like a world where where Marshmallow's kind came from. Yeah. And, and what's kind of crazy, at least to me, is that 
the show, it was only two seasons. But despite that, it had a ton of famous guest stars who showed up for the show. I mean, we're talking like William Shatner showed up, Jane Lynch, Mark Hamill, David Cross, Alice Cooper, Billy D. Williams, who we talked about in the last episode, Patton Oswalt, Olivia Wilde, all these famous actors came on the show and, and guest starred as various characters. And that's crazy to me because it just thinking about how this show started as a literally as a single YouTube video and it turned into a cultural phenomenon that's starring all these famous actors in it. I know. I Besides that, there's also been a couple video game apps released for the show called Annoying Orange Kitchen Carnage and Annoying Orange Splatter Up. Mm-hmm. Which were apps for, for iOS and Android released that were released in 2011 and 2013, respectively. I guess you could say this uh, franchise was really fruitful. Yeah. I know that it became a lot of things, and the newer episodes of the show that amuse me the most from what I've watched are the storytime episodes when Pear tries to tell classic stories, like from storybook fairy tales and things, and Orange just adds random things that aren't even part of the story and he makes up his own versions of them <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel he adds E.T. or Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Snow White's made of lots of dwarves in a trench coat <laughs> or Jack and the Beanstalk is Jack and the Cowstalk I remember it was so funny when he makes up his own versions of classic stories send us off with one last quote from Annoying Orange ain't no party like a kitchen party cause a kitchen party never stops <laughs> there you go it's a it's not to everyone's taste, but certainly, Ezra, you love it. And I couldn't, or like, Orange calls him the king of comedy and the prince of puns, and I like him the show when Orange says, you're an apple, to those he doesn't like, even if they're not apples. So yeah, so I think that'll be it for this episode. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon. Our page is patreon.com slash animation and beyond. If you support us, you get access to exclusive podcast diaries, and those are pretty cool. We talk about basically whatever we want on them, and it's just a another little cool feature about what we do. Yeah. And But before we let you go, we have a trivia question to answer and a trivia question to ask. So the first... First, to answer last week's trivia question, what famous animator worked on a bunch of classic animated segments from Sesame Street before eventually designing Woody from Toy Story and directing the Pixar short Boundin? It was Bud Lucky, and he was an animator for Pixar. He passed away a couple years ago at the age of 83. Besides those other things we mentioned he did, he also was the voice of... Rick Dicker from the first Incredibles film, as well as Chuckles the Clown in Toy Story 3, and Eeyore in the 2011 movie of Winnie the Pooh. He passed away a couple years ago at age 83, but he lived a good long life. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Now for this week's trivia. And one more thing about oh, Bud Lucky. He uh, also animated all the Toy Sto- Pixar films from Toy Story up until the last... Till he re- his retirement. When did he retire? Yeah, you know, like 2010. Okay, so what was the last one he worked on? I think toy- the third Toy Story film. Gotcha. 
Okay, so that's <laughs> that's it for uh, last week's trivia question. Now for this week's. What classic fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen is Frozen based on? All right, so compared to last week's trivia question, a very straightforward one. But if you do know the answer, let us know. And if you answer correctly, hey, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page or send us an email at animationandbeyond@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! Bye-bye! <laughs>